What are you doing? It's recording. Don't move the mic. Yeah. Can we put it in between us? Just talk louder than Here you normally go, do. Here we go. Squeaky chair. Oh, this isn't the same one I had as last time. Kind of sounds like it. This was not the sex chair. <sighs> All right. We're live. Yeah. STC Pod, episode number 255. Hurry up and catch up, Fandango. Are you are you in a better mood now? You no. had a little bit of coffee? Because this is ridiculous. I can't take this anymore. Your craziness is out of control. And no. now that we work uh, like across the hall in different rooms from each other, when you come in... You're all uh, alpha male, banging your shoulders up against the wall, coming through John Wayne style, talking tough, kicking stuff around. Why you gotta be tough? Why can't you just be cool when I you come in? I don't do any of that. <laughs> oh, really? I don't even want to come in your room anymore. Yeah, you won't sit down and chat. Nope. And then I can't go, when I go to see you on your side and sit down and chat, you won't even turn off your YouTube. Or uh, you won't stop doing what you're doing. Well, no, because you come in when I'm doing something, when I'm in the middle of doing something. Yeah. So it's like, send me a text. Hey, man, I'm coming over in a few minutes. What? Send me a text. I have to set up a meeting? <laughs> no, just give me a heads up. Hey, man, I'll be over in a few minutes. Okay, when I walk in, well, all right. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. That's all. That's all I'll I ask for people. keep that in mind. Wow. I Why can't you come into my side and sit down and no, have a nice chat? Because I'm done. Done what? Because you got Snoopy ears on your side. What What would it matter? Yeah. No. What they heard? Because. If they heard about you. We don't talk about anything important, but it does, yeah. it's just the principle of it. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Clapping now. We're here. Let's do this. Uh, okay, you want to record? What's been going Ooh, on? What is going on with this coffee, dude? Half cream. I don't think so. Well, maybe you got the regular. That's got sugar in it. Well, then they fucked up. Go figure. The geniuses that work at McDonald's on, at nighttime screwed up a coffee order. What the? Are you surprised? Ugh, tastes like a soft drink. Mine too. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, that's why they work at McDonald's on overnight shifts. <sighs> All right. Well, um, way to put down the hard workers. Good work. So, um, are you done fighting? Are you? I got something to say to you. All right. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday to me. Happy anniversary. Of? What is it? I don't know. Probably the stupid show. <laughs> Probably the stupid show. What else would it be? Is it? It is. Guess how many years? That we've done 255 episodes in? Um, 52 weeks in a year. Five years? Five years. There's the first episode. See the date on there? Episode one, Ray Donahue. October 15th, 2014. Really? 
Who left that first review? Why don't you read that very first review? I, I assume it's our first review. Easy it's listen, good laughs. They have a natural flow where they can chat about pretty much anything and still make it compelling. They're always trying to, to trip each other up and stick it to each other. It's hilarious how many topics they will hit while still forgetting pretty much every name they are trying to reference. It is where I go to hear their take on Walking Dead and other great shows. Keep it coming. Five stars, Smodtastic. Smodtastic the person, or is that the review site? I, I don't know. I I think we probably wrote that ourselves. Mm. <laughs> Early on. <laughs> well, that sounds well crafted. Ray, yeah, we're talking. Remember that we're talking about Ray Donovan. But then we couldn't remember something. I'm sure that episode was. Blow your brains out. Painful if I went back and had to listen to it now. All right, man. Well, happy anniversary. What'd you get me? I remembered. Oh. And now you that can That sounds go. like someone I know at home. Yeah, now you can go eat my dick. <laughs> for the way you behave. Derek, can you, uh, can you take that audio edit, please? There you go. Five big ones of a weekly show. Happy anniversary. And most of those weeks were done because I insisted on getting the record done. As I sip on this regular coffee. Yeah. Well, that's what they make when you ask for regular. No, I asked for one regular, two half cream. Who else did you get one for? One of my other friends. Oh. Well, they're all regular. What do you got there in front of you? You got a big old... Got some ideas? No. Joe's been working out shit? Because you were upset that we were going to have to record in the middle of the night face-to-face, even though... Yeah, this is my time now. Even though you were nowhere to be found earlier this week. I was home. You said you were waiting for me to call on Tuesday, game one of the World Series. Yeah? Yeah, I'm watching that. Did you watch it all? Yes. Yeah. Just like I watched all of game two tonight. I can imagine you didn't make it through those middle innings. Yeah. Listen, I was there at the end. That's all that matters. <laughs> what was the final score? I saw I saw some of the middle innings. I don't innings remember. And I, it was kind of boring. It was too long ago, I don't remember. Yeah, so you don't even know the final score. It was score. a pitching duel. These two games have been pitching duels. What are you talking about? Tonight's game was like 20 to 2 or something like that. No, but it was meant to be the, the, here we go. Those points were mainly scored at the end after the starting pitchers had already left the game. Do you understand that concept? Okay. This ain't hockey. Uh, You don't call it a pitching duo. You do, because it was between, when it's, game one was, Max Scherzer versus Garrett Cole, two of the premier pitchers in the entire league. And tonight was Strasburg versus Verlander, two of the top pitchers in the league as well. No one cares. They're, at least they're not skating around on ice like no a bunch one cares. of... Uh, There's a reason why it was so boring. Please. Why? I tune, I like to tune in so I can see if there's any new, like... Uh, 
things they jazz up for the presentation, you know, new camera angles and shit like that. And there's nothing. The same old shit. There is. You just don't notice subtle nuances. No, it's the same old shit. It was just because they're not thugs skating around bashing each other into boards. And why isn't there a Canadian thugs carrier for, for that? Thugs for life. What? It was only on an American station. Because that's how it works for the playoffs. Why? That's how it works. A Canadian network cannot pick it up? Oh, it's on Sportsnet. Was it? Yeah. Okay. They just changed the announcers. They didn't get uh, simultaneous substitution. I don't know. I guess because they're a cable caster. Anyways. So. Yeah, I got notes. Piece of shit. Um, sold my winter tires for my Mazda. That's good. Much like you did. They literally went in, mine went in two days, and yours went in like less than Ugh. one day. No, mine took a couple of weeks, and I had to lower yeah. the price massively. I was surprised because I, you know, listening on Kijiji, I had a couple of those low ball offers. First guy was like, I already told you this one. I had him up for 200 and he goes, I'll give you 125 because they're two pairs of separate tire treads. Let me know. Didn't even reply back to him. Someone else said, are they available? And I said, yep, no reply back. Third person said, where do you live? And I, he lived in my town. Or city, I guess. And uh, so I hooked up that night with him and he took them right away. Well, yeah, you're selling them dirt cheap. Like, they were getting the rubber for free, basically, and they were getting a great deal on rims. That's they were getting the rubber for free and a portion of the rims for free. Yeah, so and why... then they were tax-free. Why did you have two different set of wheels? Did know. you have a damage and you replaced two or something? Not damage, just worn out. Two wore out before the other two. I don't know. Go figure. It's all from the dealership because I, I don't go anywhere else. It's called rotating the tires. It's called rotate on my ding-dong. With your bum hole dry. Well, now you can do that. Rotate your tires. I don't rotate. The dealer rotates. Well, they didn't. I'm too old to put my tires on anymore. I used to do that at oh, the start. Yeah. I don't recommend that. <laughs> Who knows where to put the jack nowadays? It right, shows you uh, the man the right spot. Yeah, uh, it's all confusing. Those jacks are weak. You gotta get the you gotta get the professional one that has like the wheels on it and you just oh, scoot yeah, it under of and course. jerk it up. Yeah. And then let the gas out and whoops. Yeah. I had one and then uh, the hydraulic uh yeah, my dad leaked. had one. Same thing. So no good. And that's it for that. Yeah. So I need to find new winter tires. My extra neighbor gave me, well, the guy across the road gave me uh, the guy he uses because he has a Honda Civic too. So let's see what those prices are. I checked out uh, Canadian Tire and they were, um, I got in my bag. I think they were priced around all in 1400 or 1600 Yeah. For crappy steel rims and tires. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they said, uh, you know, they told me the same story, that these guys, uh, the dealerships, Canadian Tire, they're all wholesaling the tires now, or so they say. There's no money to be made left on the tire. 
they're making their money on the installation and uh, you know the upsells like nitro and whatever other bullshits mm. and uh, yeah I think your rims get a markup even oh. the steel rims, you know, they're probably making 25 bucks a rim on that, <clears throat> at least. So, uh, like, I priced mine out all over the place, and Burr. everyone was super comparable. <laughs> like, uh, pretty much exactly the same. Although there are some tires that are only sold at Canadian Tire. You know, they get the deal on those because they're sold exclusively at Canadian Tire. And then you go to the dealership and try to price out their tires, and they're like... We will not be undersold on our tires, yeah, because no one else sells that exact version, so it's kind of hard to price match. Mm. But uh, yeah, good luck. I got I got an appointment booked in November for a changeover. I just picked uh, some ones at the dealership that they recommend that weren't crazy prices. Toyos, first time I'm going to try a Toyo winter tire. What kind of rims are you going on? Just steel. And then, uh, and that I was able to price check around. Not too many places sell Toyos, except for very specific tire people and dealerships. And uh, it was the same price all around. So it kind of led me to believe that that is, might be true, that they're all just wholesaling the tires now. There's no juice left at the end of the tire. Hmm. But if I, uh, doing it at the dealership, they're going to offer me, uh, they throw in, well, they throw in. Who knows if that's true? If it's worked in the price, but you get storage there for your tires as well. There's one less thing for me to worry about. You know, I don't have to get J-Rock to come over and help me put the tires back up in mm. my garage loft. Do you trust them not to mix up the tires with someone else? Yeah, what do you, yeah, I don't know. What do you do? That's my concern. I. How, how do you make sure? I don't know. I've I'm, never I'm, done it before, storage. But it is nice not to worry about it. Lifetime free storage? I I don't know about that. Because they mentioned something to me about when I was pricing out my tires initially there when I was asking about it. It's like, uh, I forgot what the charge is. It wasn't cheap, though. It was like minimum 50 bucks. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. 50, 80, 80 bucks for the year storage? I, I believe it. Like, they got to store it somewhere, or they're just throwing it in the backfield. <laughs> Tells you. I tell know. you it's stored. So that's my project. I guess I got to start doing that pretty soon. Get these ordered in and uh, get the tires swapped over sometime in November. Uh, and then uh, what else was I doing this week? House rentals. I... I told you we had that little mini toilet flood, right? Yeah, major flood. So while we're getting stuff repaired for that, um, we're getting pot lights put in now. Because uh, my wife has hated the lights that the previous owners had that were in the hallway. I can imagine so how terrible I they were. I took those down, gave those to Cousin Chuck. Like, I, I like them. I don't know. She didn't, so whatever. I guess she wins. But uh, cousin Chuck said he would take them, so for his place. So I said, no problem. Took them down, gave them to him. Then the drywall guys came and took down the ceiling in the hallway, as well as in the front room, 
where my wife works out of, because there's no lights in there anymore. Builders don't put ceiling lights in. Um, so all that came down. On the main floor? Yeah. That's like a super high ceiling up there. No. It's regular height. No. <laughs> yeah. Use reality and not your imagination of what my house looks like. I'm trying to remember. You have that giant light fixture suspended no, from three stories up. that's the staircase. I'm talking that's about the, the front. grand staircase. I'm Sorry. talking about the front room. Okay. As soon as you walk in on I the right. I don't remember how high the ceiling is. It, normal height, maniac. Your normal is different than my normal, as we have learned. Oh, shit. Anyway, they came in and made a big... They didn't make a big mess, but no matter what you do to try to keep stuff clean, you get drywall dust. Oh, yeah. So I had to vacuum all that up. So we don't have ceilings right now. How did you vacuum the drywall dust up? With the vacuum. What kind of vacuum? House vacuum. What is the house vacuum? Are you talking like central vac or something? No, I don't believe in central vac. Because the drywall dust is too fine for vacuums unless well, you use a special bag. It's minimal. Like they swept and they mopped the hallway and stuff like that. So, it's, and like there wasn't, if there had been significant amount, I would use my shop vac first and then use the house vacuum. And you have a special bag for the shop vac. Sure. Okay. Well, it comes with a filter. I just use the filter on it. It's got to be special for drywall dust or you just blow it all through the house. It's fine. I'm just saying. For next you time. don't know. I do know. I I drywall. So anyway, now the electrician's got to come put in the pot lights. And then on top of that. Uh, did the insurance pay for these new pot lights or no, did you this pay is, for it? this is out of our pocket. But the electrician is doing it out of the insurance? No. Oh. This, this has nothing to do with the flood. All, all the drywall and all that? No, there, dry, there was drywall damage. This this hallway in the front room weren't damaged by the bathroom. This is just something we've she's wanted to do since oh, we moved shit. in. It's just you being bored with your money. It's her being... Because this is not an old house, folks. This is not an outdated situation. Okay. Relax. Uh, <laughs> relax. But then her bathroom. Wow. Had the builder's tub and, and the builder's toilet. So I ripped out the toilet today. I ripped out the bathtub today and took down all the tile and drywall that surrounds the bathtub. If you people were like forced to come stay in my house for a little while, would it, would in your mind be like, you know, Papillon in the penal colony well i've always wanted to see that movie but i never have oh okay so it'd be like some kind of torture i think dude i grew up in a house that hasn't uh, been changed since my parents house has the same carpet and decorations as it did back when it was made yeah as a traditional italian villa so i think it's fine no Fucking ridiculous. Uh, are there marble horses at the end of the driveway? No. Yes. So you ripped out the tub too? Yeah, I lifted it up, man. How do you know this? Now you know plumbing? Is this why the toilet flooded? No. Toilet flooded because those those uh, flex, the flex yeah, and plate. who put that on? 
doesn't matter. They're prone to crack. Who put those on? I don't remember. I remember. I remember when you said when you moved in, you ripped out all the toilets because you didn't want to put your butt no, we didn't on touch your toilet. else's toilet. I just told you that's the original toilet for hers. Yeah, I know, but I remember stuff. Yeah, I ripped out the ensuite toilet and the powder room toilet. Mm. This is her bathroom. Okay, so you took all the, the you took the toilet out and the tub out. Yeah, and the drywall. And the drywall. And then what? That's where it stands right now. So are you going to put a new tub in? No. You know how to do that? Got in the handyman to put one in. You've hired people to work for you. No, this is the guy that did our basement for us. So he's making, squeezing us in to put in the tub because then the drywall guy has to come back to do the uh, rock board around the tub. Does he say, we're going to make it right? And then he's going to come, then the rental guy's going to come back and finish the bathroom for us. I always wondered what kind of people can, can afford homes on homes. <laughs> now I know. It's not us. Because he does great shit, but who, I don't know who can afford the material he uses. It's not us. If you want to do it, do it right. Yeah, who can afford that? Oh, my God. Anyways. Well, I, I uh, you know what? I'd like well, to the drywall this. stuff's being covered by insurance. The tub's not, and, and the toilet's not. I'd like to see some, like, videos of this no. kind of shit. This would be interesting no, to me in a is... video. No. No, one. Yeah, it would, because I'd get to see how this stuff gets put in by an average Joe, specifically. I'm not average, Learning so... as you go along. I'm not average. I'm above average. I think that'd be interesting. And then you could wear your... Uh, your tank tops and have the sweaty biceps going. I don't and do have an that. excuse for it. I wear a t-shirt. When you're doing all of the manual labor with the sweaty tank top and everything, do you still have the chains out over top or do you not wear those? No, that gets caught up with stuff when you bend over with tools, so you gotta take the chains <laughs> off. Yeah, they would. Especially when you use like your uh table saw or something what are you gonna do for a tub we ordered one already from where just uh lowe's or home depot hmm. you gonna do this wayfair business that uh, you hear so much about no why not why would i order a tub from wayfair i don't know apparently there you get deals from them and it gets shipped to your door for free was this big giant no. soaker type deal yeah for a five-year-old they yeah the five-year-old has her own bathroom so it's not extraordinary for me to say that this is a regular tub just looks nicer than the, the builder one mm -hmm. i don't know my wife picked it out dude mm -hmm. golly Woo! now you know why i don't tell you things I get this. I love it. It's fascinating. No <laughs> criticism. I'm fascinating how the other people live in the world. I'm not the other people. It's like I get a doorway into the the life of the yeah. the privileged. Yeah, it's called credit card. It's free. You don't have to pay it back. Yeah, I don't know. You keep saying you don't got money, but man, let me tell you. <sighs> Sorry, I brought this up. <laughs>
Well, do you want to go through uh, through my shit? No. Depends what it is. The drama with the vehicle. Oh yeah, yeah, that's an interesting story. It's it's not. It's painful, and it, the people that uh, live in uh, enjoy the excesses of Schadenfreude will really love to hear it. But uh, it's not been fun. It's not been fun. Where this should be a fun occasion, having a new vehicle. <clears throat> Let me tell you. So, uh, as you remember, part of the deal was uh, the dealership would supply uh, the tinting of the front windows, the little side lights that are beside the front windows, as well as the that 3M chip guard that goes on the hood and over the front fenders and as you recall i've said before how they've often done a poor job at tinting you know particulate in the in the tint and bubbles and all kinds of shit right so of course after the first tint job was uh brought back to me and sales guys like it eh, perfect come get it done deal Actually, no, that was a, uh, on delivery, it came tinted, right? And I turned down that first tint job because it was shit. Sent it back, for, we got set up for a date to do the second round. Take it all down, do it again. Tint and chip guard were all terrible. So the dealership set up a day for me. They gave me a demonstrator vehicle. So how did they take vehicle. the tint off, you know? Is it just with the, the heat gun again? Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, this is what they described it as a heat gun and solution and hmm. just like wallpaper. Uh, they set me up with a demonstrator vehicle and... Uh, Which was what? I got the... What's that SUV that's smaller than the CRV? The HR or something or another? It's like a zippier... Hmm. I forget what it is. Here. Yeah, it, it's like a car lower than the Civic, I think, for... Quality-wise, it was nothing very exciting. I had a little bit of pep, but it was not something I, oh, I can't wait to drive this. It was like, oh, whatever. It's better than getting a rental. I'm going to beat the crap out of this. Oh, yeah. For the day, guys. Yeah. It was better than getting the rental and giving some Dodge Caravan. Anyway, so I uh, go away and get the call at the end of the day. Everything's back. Everything's mint. By the way, I had also told you on delivery how there was a little bit of damage scuffing on the front fender, mm -hmm. on the front uh, like plastic fender that supports the uh, license plate, like that lower front, uh, I guess you call it bumper or whatever. And I complained about that too. So the second tin yeah, job. Did you, you didn't say what the guy said to you though. Well, no, that was, this was at, this will be this time coming up. Because that day, all of this stuff was to be addressed. I'm, I'm leaving off something else, too. The tint was to be redone. Chip guard was to be redone. The front, that little bit of damage was supposed to be addressed. There was a front uh, panel, like an emblem. Like right underneath the hood, there's a, just a plastic trim piece that had scratches on it. That was going to be addressed. And the back seat had some weird kind of... 
um, discoloration, a line of discoloration on the leather. All of that was supposed to be addressed. I get a message from the sales guy, everything's perfect. I said, wrote him back, are you sure it's perfect? Yeah, we're golden. Okay. We get there, take a look at the vehicle. Uh, he shows me first the back seat. He's like, yeah, I'm the, my detail guys got in there and they were able to, you know, do something and uh, rub the thing with the special oils and we got all the back seat. That's all done. And sure enough, that discoloration disappeared. I don't know what they did. Maybe they just put, you know, shoe polish over and it'll wear away someday. I don't know, but it, that was fine. And then I, uh, <clears throat> I look at the tent and the side windows looks like they actually got it this time. Side windows are fine. But those little side lights, the little tiny triangular windows, the one uh, was shit, still t tons of bubbles in it. And the other one, I could tell they didn't even do it. They didn't even redo it. I, because that one, it wasn't so much as bubbles in the side window. It was they didn't apply it up high enough. And I could actually see where the tint ended and a, you know, and a little bit of regular window was at the top. And I took a picture of it before it went away that day. And I showed them that they didn't even do this one. And that one, I don't know if they did it, but it was just as bad again. So that shit. And then we go around and look at the chip guard. And sure enough, there's still a ripply rollies going on all around the front of the chip guard. And there's like big lines in it and shit. I'm like, this, this is unacceptable. This is terrible, right? So you uh, yeah, I guess we got to let it cure, you know, give it a couple days and let it cure. I'm like, uh, I don't, this is really, really bad. I don't think a couple days is going to cure this. And these windows are horrible. I told you not to go back to that company. It's like, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know. And I said, well, this front bumper with the damage still is there. It's got the scuffing. I mean, the scuffing is about, I don't know. What is that? Three inches, two inches of little light scuff on a corner of this plastic. I'm like, this is, I don't park, you know, a mile away from other cars to, so I don't get this shit that's already on here. And uh, he looked at me and raised his fingers to his chin and he goes, yes, but Bill, could you live with it? Mm. <laughs> like, could I live with it? No. Well, I could live with it if it happened two years from now. And what can you do? Not as I take delivery of a brand new car. Let's get the manager out here. Let's go. So we get the manager out there. And uh, I look at him and say, this is, look at the, the site. This, and he's like, yeah, these are terrible. I said, look at the chip garden. And you could see bubbles in the chip garden. And uh, this sales manager, he actually owned a detail business before he got into the car so he has knowledge on how they do it and all that shit he's like okay yeah this is he yeah he grabs the sales guy he goes listen take this back right now to the guys bill just give me let's go have a coffee just relax for a bit the sales guy is going to take this back right now tell him to hit this this part this part with the heat gun this part and may we'll make all this it, we'll see if it'll all come up with the heat gun right now and uh, just sit tight and we'll try, try to fix this right today. I'm like, fine. Okay, go. Goes away. Uh, I'm waiting for like an hour for him to come back. 
finally comes back. Okay, they did it. They managed to fix those side windows too, so we're good. I check out the little side lights. They're actually good. The chip guard is still a disaster. It's more flattened down, but it's still ripply and rolly at the end. Got these ripples and shit in there. Looks like garbage. And, uh, um, you know, I, I'm just flabbergasted. And then I brought up again the damage on the front. We get the manager out and I show him again. Do you see what's happening here? This is... This is shit, and this we got to deal with. And the manager saw the scuffing at the front. He wanted a story about that. Sales guy told him, yeah, that was upon delivery we got that. And he's like, okay, well, we'll order you a whole brand new piece there. And that little plastic piece I told you about before, they did buff out the scratches there, so that was fine. But we'll order this whole brand new piece. We'll get that set up. Wow. We're going to give the weekend for the chip guard maybe it'll cure properly let's give it a few days in the sun see what happens and the sales guy's like yeah they told me they said um that because you got a black color any kind of flaw in the chip guard you're going to see and there's nothing really they can do about that i'm like oh so they told you that any car that leaves them looks worse than what it goes in like that's what they said as a finishing company as a detailing company that's what they well, just give it the weekend, and we'll see what's going on here. And fine, whatever. I'm that's fine. We'll uh, I'll talk to you on Monday. I go out in the car, I uh, open the door, and immediately on the like where I put my feet, where the floor mats are. I got the winter mats in already, but it looks like someone spilled a coffee in there. I go, what the f motherless guy? You know? And I scoop my butt over and. I happen to look over on the floor by the passenger, and there's a big balled-up thing of, uh, you know, the waste film they use. They're garbage. They just left it in there. Well, geez, I take it, and I, like, put it on the passenger seat beside me. You know, these freaking guys don't know. I look down, and my f passenger seat has got a slice in it. The leather has been sliced. Like, what the fuck? The storm back in the dealership. The receptionist sees me coming. She's like, oh my God, what? I get Jude back up here or get the sales guy back up here. She's like, what? What? What is it? What is it? I said, they, you, won't, you won't even freaking believe it. They, uh, there's a big knife cut in my uh, passenger seat. She's like, what the fuck? These <laughs> people. My sales guy comes up. I go, Jared, I'm not mad at you, brother. But uh, you're never going to believe, you're never going to believe this. You're never going to believe it. Let's go out and look. As we go out and I'm telling him what it is and he starts swearing too. He's flabbergasted. <sighs> he takes a picture, goes, tells the manager. Manager starts getting on the phone with the, the company that did all this. And uh, yeah, that was quite a day right there. So uh, we went through the weekend and uh, to see how the chip guard would do and to let them work on another part they're going to have to replace on this vehicle for me. And uh, I set up a meeting. I said on Monday, no, I gave him Monday. It was, that was Friday. We went the weekend. Monday, I still cooled off. And then Tuesday, I called them. I said, I want a meeting with the sales guy. I want a meeting with the manager. And the three of us together are going to go over what the solutions are to this problem.
And so when we finally sat down, we had a very positive meeting about everything that they're doing to uh, make it right, as they say. Whole new front bumper piece, uh, new seat cover or seat bottom, whatever that is. Uh, whole new chip guard situation. Um, they're going to take the vehicle for three days to do everything. The manager said he would personally inspect when the chip guard comes off to make sure there's no damage to the hood underneath. And then he's going to inspect it when it goes back on. He's going to inspect it when it dries. They're going to keep it in their heated, you know, garage shop during those days to make sure everything cures properly. And for three days, they'll have me in a, in a demo vehicle so I can do whatever I want. And then uh, everything will be done after those three days. And we'll set you up perfect. All right. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of your patience and uh, for letting us fix this for you. And I'm sorry it's gone this way. Hmm. So when are you bringing that in? When all the parts come in, oh, then we're going to okay. make an appointment. Ugh. Yeah, I remember you had the same issues with um, your last your last car, uh, more so with the tint job though, right? Yeah. And it was the same company? The first two tints, and then they finally went to a different company for the third try, and it went on perfect. Mm. And this time again, I asked to go to the other company and they said, well, that company doesn't do the, the chip guards anymore. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But, uh, that's what I'm going through. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. That's frustrating when you get a new vehicle and there's any sort of imperfection or scratch or, or nonsense like that. You think that as a company and customer service and you're spending X amount of dollars, you know, they, someone would take some sort of time or effort to, to at least inspect the vehicle before they hand it over. Right. That's the mind blowing part. No one inspected it at the tent shop to say, oh, this is good or not good. And then laid on my sales guy, he just accepted delivery and passed it off as being good. Yeah. No well, one can, looks shit over. Like I understand initially maybe because there's people out there that just, a tent job is a tent job. They're not going to inspect it for like, you know, uh, small imperfections, I guess, right? Yeah. That they can live with or just don't really care about it, right? And then there's other people that, you know, when you pay for something, it should be perfect. Well, yeah, people probably don't know. Like, it's probably three months later they notice in the corner of their tin that there's bubbling in there that shouldn't be. It's not, they're not an idiot for not noticing that. They just don't know to check it, like, every inch of the tent to make sure it's down properly. Because you just assume the people who are doing it know what they're doing. So that's the big letdown is that it, there was no... Nowhere before me did it stop and someone went, no, this isn't acceptable to my customer. It goes back, you know. And then what if I didn't see that slice for like a week? Mm -hmm. Then I'd have been totally effed in the A. 
because no one would have believed that the tin place would have done it after a week. So, so it's good that they left the garbage in there. Yeah, <laughs> I guess in the end. So that's where I left. I was gonna, I was gonna just go on a big old brawl with them and demand compensation, and you know, it's I've spent this many hours here. That'll translate into um, service credit in the shop or whatever. Or you're you're paying for my winter tires now. Now you like that. Or something like that, but uh, I didn't. I didn't push the matter. I just the meeting went that well that I felt that confident, even though I have no reason to feel that confident with them in uh, not going off the rails on them. So that's well, where that's where that's all at. Right. Stay so, stay tuned. Another reason to tune back in for another episode of STC Pod mm, to hear about the outcome of this. Uh, the moral of the story, don't don't look closely at stuff. <laughs> Just accept what they give you and <laughs> smile. Smile and wave. Because, man, I got punished. I got punished, let me tell you. My, um, my Twitter feed's been, uh, I don't know if this has been with yours. It may have been, but you've been getting stuff about Ontario Place with their movies? No. They're doing a run. I don't know how often they do they do this or not, but I keep getting the, these twitters from Ontario Place, and that's um. How would you describe that? For it used to be like a mini theme park. Yeah, and it was right on the water. It's right on the water. So they had like bumper boats and shit like that. And now it's. Most of that's been eliminated. There's a, a, a building there called the Cinesphere, which um, opened in 1971, and it was the first theater in the world to have a permanent IMAX location. Mm-hmm. And I think I've only ever seen one IMAX movie there. It was garbage. It's like through school or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's this big, on the outside, it's this big round ball. Well, given the name Cinesphere, but um, my Twitter feed's been, I thought you'd find this interesting. Uh, they've been doing these movie promotions. So they've been showing movies like The Thing, the original Thing, Cowboy Bebop, Halloween, Back to the Future 1 and 2, Blade Runner, Final Cut, Apocalypse Now, Labyrinth. Hmm. All these awesome movies. And they're still going on right now. I just thought, like, how cool would that be to go down there and see, like, the original thing on this big, massive screen or, like, the Blade Runner or Apocalypse Now, right? Well, yeah, my friends over at Flock of Nerds tipped me off one time that uh, they presented Lawrence of Arabia at the Cinesphere in full, like, 70 millimeter yeah, print. Yeah, I think that's what these are. But I just thought some pretty cool choices. Like, this is my favorite time of the year for movies in terms of, um, especially, like, thriller movies, like Halloween movies, which I normally never go out of the way to watch, but they'll do these, you know, runs on TV where it's, like, back-to-back, quote-unquote, thriller movies. That, like, kind of segues into some stuff I've been watching. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's hear about this. <laughs> but first, I wanted to say, I, I, I was going to tell you this, and you just reminded me of it. It's this weird thing that happened. Last week, before work, I was getting gas, and uh, this broad pulls up in a uh, Jeep Wrangler. Flashed you uh, her tatas? Yeah. And, and it was like maybe a 90s, uh, like a CJ Wrangler. So not like a brand new one, but like had a little bit of age on it. So she's a dirty girl. And I think it was like a green, but like an olive kind of green. But it w- had it was done up in like, it had a big Jurassic Park logo on the door. So it was kind of done up in Jurassic Park livery. Uh, that That's kind of cool. I, I kind of like that. And... Uh, that's all. I just kind of took notice of it and took notice of her and then drive along, went to work. And then I think it was the way home from work. Yeah. That morning um, on the highway, I get passed by. Remember we were talking about this uh, a few weeks ago too, the Toyota FJ Cruiser. Right. There was one of those done up to the nines as a Jurassic Park mobile. Had the Jurassic Park logo on the doors. It was all white, though. But it was two-tone, like the FJs were, right? But this was totally done up. Like, it had the roof racks on there, and on the roof racks had those, you know, hard case, ammo cases up there and shit. Mm -hmm. It was done, like, right up, like a Jurassic Park vehicle. And I thought that was just really weird how I ran into two of these on two separate days. So what's around here is doing something... Jurassic Park themed. I don't know. And that first Jeep was in Barrie, and then this one was on the highway going back to Barrie. Mm. So I don't know. I, I the, the FJ looked awesome, though. It was done so well. Did you see that commercial on TV with the... It's a Jeep commercial, and it's utterly ridiculous, but they're promoting, you know, their two Jeeps and having fun with them, right? One of them is that... Uh, Jeep uh, truck hybrid that we see in the parking lot. Yeah. The, what's it called? The Hurricane or something like that? The, yeah. Anyway, bullshit. just picture like a four-door Jeep, except it's got a truck bed on the back yeah, as well. I don't think I like it. And um, then the other vehicle was like their regular four-door Jeep, right? Mm-hmm. The commercial has them... Uh, both of the vehicles have all four doors off and the roofs are off. Uh, sorry, the Jeep's roof is off. The the one with the truck bed, the roof doesn't come off. But anyway, they're completely open and they're doing donut circles in this big mud pile and the interior is getting just covered with mud. The driver is getting covered with mud and the thing is like how much fun you can have with these vehicles. Oh. Meanwhile, like that one with the truck bed is... I'm probably pretty sure like eighty to hundred thousand dollar kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's up there. That hey, it is fun. And I just thought, how ridiculous is it this? It is fun. This go goddamn commercial for buying. Yeah, with a we, Wrangler. Well, you don't get the interior all dirty <laughs> and covered with mud and water because you'll never get it out. <laughs> that is fun. Taking the doors off. You should have uh, struck. Uh, struck up a conversation with that the chick in the jeep there. Oh yeah, she was. Uh, hey, you know what? What's up with this? I should have. Yeah, no, I was. I had no time. It's on the way to work. 
didn't have time to get gas. It was one of those where like, oh God, I gotta get gas. I don't have that time built into my time. You make time, time if it's if she was worth talking to. Mm. Yeah, you're right. you just call work and you go, hey guys, traffic. <laughs> I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're striking up a combo. You're not wrong on this one. You're not wrong. I need I you need uh, Joe Swagger. Take a play out of my playbook. I know. Well, God, I wish. I wish I had that kind of confidence. Oh, please. I got no confidence. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. I'm just, the mine's, I've seen. mine's just utter stupidity. Yeah, the things you've seen. Okay, so we were talking about the spooky movies, and uh, I was uh, rolling around on the dial, and you know I love my TCM, my Turner Classic Movies, right? And this time of year, they play some wacky shit, and... Uh, they were, I guess they were replaying what they aired on the overnight the night before, because this was during the day. And they had a bunch of ghost movies on from all time periods. I thought, this was kind of cool. The first one I, I just... You, this is the best time of the year for it. The first one I just watched cold. I'm just sitting there in my uh, house coat. I'm not surprised. Made it through the first movie. And then, you know, I had stuff to do, so the next two movies I recorded. But watch shortly thereafter. The first one was called The Uninvited from 1944. The original. Was it remade? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it's the exact same movie, but there's obviously been... Oh, well, I'll tell you about it. It starred Ray Milland, who I recognized as the same guy from Dial M from Dial M for Murder, the Hitchcock movie. Joe's on his phone. And uh, it, every one of these movies was, well, I guess not the third movie, but these first two movies were about big old abandoned houses, which that gets my juices going right away, right? So in my mind, I'm spending a movie exploring a big old abandoned house. So this one, a brother and a sister, which is weird, are on vacation somewhere, some small coastal town or some shit, and they come upon this grand abandoned house which they're given an, a steal of a deal to buy it from the owner almost too good to be true why is it so cheap but they end up buying it and it's you know furnished in the grandest of uh, ways it was owned by a former composer or something like that and uh the the guy they bought it from had a daughter and uh, she was forbidden to go back to this house. So that mm -hmm. was kind of curious why that's happening. And uh, the, the brother, the Ray, the Ray Milland guy, he ended up going away to, to go pick up their, their old Irish uh, house, uh, house mom that would live with them. And while he was gone, there were strange things happening in the house, ghostly things. Like they could hear a woman sobbing and crying all through the night, but they couldn't locate where the sound was coming from. And uh, this sort of thing. They found really cold spots in the house that was unexplainable. And uh, this this movie was 1944, remember, which I found was very interesting to have the ghost story that, that's this old. And uh, it was the first... They actually showed the, the ghost or the apparition on film and turns out like this was the first film to actually show you know a special effect as a an apparition on a film whereas uh previously apparitions and ghosts 
were always discounted as something else. They was always explained later, like Scooby-Doo as being something else, right? This one, they're like, no, that's a ghost, and it's right there, and it's doing shit. Uh, so that, that was a really fun movie. Again, the plot went really weird. This daughter got involved with the brother, and then you you learned about this backstory about who her mother was and there was an affair and this other woman, it got very, very, uh, kind of hard to follow in the end, but it was a fun ghost story. <clears throat> they followed that with a movie called the haunting, which I thought this sounds really stupid, familiar to me. It was called the haunting. And as the movie started, this is from 1963. They talked about the, the, the haunting was about this house called the Hill House. So it's the haunting of Hill House. And I've definitely heard that before. Because they remade that uh, uh, several times, right? We just watched that Netflix show. Remember? Yeah, the haunting of Hill House. I'm just looking up the description here. And there was a movie, too, in the 2000s or whatever with Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was really terrible. But again, what got me on this to watch this movie, the description was this grand old abandoned house, been abandoned for years, fully furnished, and you're going to explore it. And this uh, paranormal investigator, this scientist is bringing along these uh, two ladies and another dude because he wants to actually prove that the paranormal exists. And uh, every night that they're there in the house, something crazy happens, something unexplained. And uh, one of the women, played by uh, Julie Harris, it, she was really annoying because she was this, oh, I'm a very weak and I'm a very tortured soul and I'm very susceptible to whatever's happening. And there's a lot of her whining throughout the whole movie, so that was kind of hard to get through. Otherwise, classic um, thriller, horror storytelling and the director robert wise who do you know who do you know that from i don't yeah you do because your favorite movie west side story yeah this uh the haunting you were talking about Catherine zito is 1999 same thing <clears throat> same thing yeah i remember going to see that in the theater thinking that'd be so awesome because they're in this big giant house. Focuses on visitors to secluded mansion of Hill House who have been called to the isolated location by Dr. David Moreau, played by Liam Neeson as well, as part of a study on insomnia. Oh. Yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it. Yeah. Hmm. But, as I was saying, that director, Robert Weiss, he went on to do Star Trek The Motion Picture. Never heard of it. And last movie, you never heard of The Haunting or the Star Trek motion Star picture? Trek. The last movie that was on was The Fog, which I thought I'd seen, but I had not seen. And that's, that I uh, have seen, but I don't remember because it's been too long. 1980 by John Carpenter, starring his, uh, he likes the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, as well as her mother, Janet Lee, is in it. And... Uh, John Carpenter's wife at the time. What was her name? Uh, mm, Deborah Hill? No. Mm. I can't remember. Uh, 
yeah, fog becomes descends upon this village. Mm-hmm. That's uh, there was a newer version of that as well, wasn't there? Yeah, they remade that. A, uh, was it 2018? Fog 2018. No, I don't think so. Uh, they, there was one recently, though. It was terrible. And I confused it with The Mist, Stephen King's The Mist, oh. which is a totally unrelated. Kind of the same I No, not really. Oh, there's a 2005 Fog, uh, Antonio Bay, Maggie Grace was in it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so like a hundred years ago, the it turns out these townspeople uh, conspired to sink this ship of uh, souls in the night and now a hundred years later this fog rolls in and these souls are coming back to seek vengeance on everyone yeah now i remember seeing so that. wherever the fog appears and the fog is brightly illuminated these uh ghouls are in there and uh, the whole movie is, like, centered around this weirdo radio station, which is, for some reason, broadcast out of uh, a lighthouse at a very low elevation. At the bottom of these cliffs is this lighthouse, and there's doing a radio station in there that apparently only operates, only has one DJ between 6 and 2 a.m. And all she does is play, like, old-timey like Lawrence Welk type elevator music that the whole town listens to, by the way. I think this was John Carpenter's way of putting generic music in that didn't need clearance. And uh, it is just, I was watching that because, you know, we're broadcast guys, so I'm watching with uh, interest about how this radio station operates, and she's the only operator there. Uh, it... She had to climb down this giant cliff to get down to this uh, lighthouse. And then you think, oh, okay, the operation is like in the bottom. Of no, she has to climb up to the beacon area is where the actual studio is. I, the, the radio station made no sense to me. I remember that now. And I remember seeing the, uh, the, the remake. It had uh, Tom Welland in it. Guy who played... Uh, one of the versions of Superman on TV. Super, Superman is a boy, though. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, it might have been the same guy who did... Yeah, the guy who was in Smallville. The, the, the lead character for that. Oh, so Smallville, not the Superboy. Because there was, like, in the 80s, a Superboy show. It was in the 90s. Different guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Check those movies out. Oh, that's all I have to say about that. And that's good, because we're out of time. I got Spugazi on my glasses here. All right, wrap her up. Well, again, you didn't do Lotus Corner this week. Well. And he had good points, because he agreed with me on stuff. He was obviously drunk. So, anyways, uh, if you go over to Start to Continue, the YouTube channel... YouTube slash start to continue. I put up a fresh video. That's right. The one person who produces content for that channel put up a video. How to fit your new SUV in a tiny single car garage. Check it out.
and we get some power tools out. That was a lot of fun. You get to see little kid. She makes a guest appearance. Have you watched that video yet? Yes. Really? It was no, delightful. No comment. It, it gave me goosebumps, as you would like to say. Oh, by the way, that, yeah, I forgot to say, that movie from 1944, The Uninvited, even though it was an old-timey black-and-white film. Here we go. When the apparition appeared. Say it. Gave me goosebumps. It was that well done. Post it and post it.